welcome to this month's Down Under edition of Free Day Friday. With luck, uh, you'll all have questions, and, uh, you know, we'll help some people out. So uh, get prepared for that if you are uh, at all interested. And then uh, if you have questions, go ahead and put them into the Q&A session online. Uh, if you're just dialed in, then that's, that's fine, too. Feel free to listen. Before I get too far into this today, let me give you some updates from the last few weeks. Uh, first, the IP Pro Conference was held in New Orleans, and I, uh, I was very pleased to go there. So I went there last week, went to uh, Jeff Middleton's, uh, you know, IT Pro Conference uh, put on by SBS Migrations. One of the big announcements there is that he's going to create a group called IT Pro Experts, and so, um, they, you know, basically anybody who uh, wants to join that can go to sbsmigration.com and uh, go ahead and sign up for that. If you're already on one of his lists, he promises he will let you know when, um, you know, things are coming up. So, anyway, keep an eye out for that, IT Pro Experts, and I believe the website is itproexperts.com. So, at some point, there will be actual content there. So, Jeff's conference was on trusted identity, and if you've never been to one of his conferences, let me just tell you the way it goes. You have, uh, they, they meet on the first day and they sort of have a networking event, but then the next two days are a big, long conversation that gets wound around and around. There were about 150 people there, of whom maybe 60 were registered speakers. And by speakers, I really mean panelists. Very few people gave a specific presentation. When they did, it was five or ten minutes and uh, just, just enough to, you know, get the conversation started. So the conversation was around trusted identity. And this is something that's changing for many reasons. First of all, the cloud. Uh, second, the way that we use social media and so forth. Just the way the, the Internet is evolving right now, trusted identity is something that is a real issue. You know, when you sell something to your clients, if, you know, if you're going to back them up on site with a backup solution that you install personally on their server and you tell them how to make sure the backup works and how to test it, maybe you test it every month, but the client has a relationship with you and they trust you and, you know, the tool, they don't really care what the tool is, to be honest, most of the time, but they trust you and you trust that tool and you recommended it. So it's real clear to the client who they trust, who they who they rely on. But out on the Internet, man, uh, what happens is that, you know, you've got a provider over here. Provider 1 is giving them the hosted spam filter. Provider 2 is uh, doing the... Um, antivirus provider three is doing intrusion protection, provider four is doing hosted storage, and on and on and on. So now there's layers and layers of who they need to rely on, and they, you know, they can be a little worried about that. On, on the simplest level, think about what happens when you get a Twitter or you get a um, Facebook link. They're shortened. They're bit.ly and, your, and a tiny URL and so forth. You don't actually know where that goes. So when you click on it, it, it could be a virus. It could easily be a virus. But, you know, my good friend sent it to me, and things that we would never do in email. You know, if I get an email from my brother or, you know, somebody that I really trust, and all it says is, hey, look at this, and there's a link, I am not clicking on it. 
and I hope you don't tell your clients to click on it because that's the kind of thing that it just shows up and, you know, if they really sent it, there'd be something, some way for me to know that it's really them. But on the Internet, you know, things like these tiny URLs, you have no idea who that is, and you just, like, you just trust that it's on Facebook and my friend sent it to me, so it must be real, and you click on it. So actually a lot of the stuff that goes on on Facebook that people don't like is uh, due in part to that kind of trusting. And um, so it's kind of interesting. So so anyway, the whole two-day conversation was woven around trusted identity. And so what's good about that is many, many people in the audience participated, even if they weren't up on the panel, lots of people participated and enjoyed the conversation, which of course continued in the hallway and in the evening and so forth. And um, so it really did wind around and around, and people made references. It's, it's all in one room, so there's no breakout session. So people made references to the conversation we had yesterday. And remember when somebody said this and this? And Anyway, it's just a really great conference, and, and in this case, really spectacular content. And, of course, you know, it was New Orleans, so it was great uh, for, for food and so forth. Just Conference is also a great community event. Most of the people in that room had been there before, and by that room I mean they have actually been in that specific room where this has been held, I guess three out of the four times it's, it's been held, or two out of the three times, whatever it is. Uh, this was the fifth anniversary of the first show, so I guess this would be the third one. Just a, a really great uh, event and, and a lot of fun. So. Anyway, so a lot of people are members of the community, people that I see and I know online, and I've seen at other events, but they, they come here, and um, it kind of feels like a little bit of a family. One of the topics was what they called delegation of trust, which is what we just talked about a bit, that your client relies on you, you rely on some other company, and then, you know, at some point, the client's clients rely on them. So if you've made a decision about security, your client relies on you, their client relies on them, you know, you now are someone who is uh, basically you've made an important security decision involving your client's clients. And um, we need to make sure that as we go along and make those kinds of decisions that we actually pay some attention to what we're doing and, um, you know, make those decisions well. Don't just say, oh, you know what, I just found this thing and it's $4 cheaper on uh, the Internet if I go click, click, click. And so we say, we tell our clients they should do that. Uh, that's a really bad way to choose solutions. And it's becoming something that's actually going to be more dangerous as we move along. And it's not always the case that you could say, you know what, I'm just going to go with the biggest company out there that uh, has never been something that guaranteed you success, but it's certainly not something that's going to guarantee you success. In, in the years ahead. Uh, my recommendations for some uh, just a handful of things that you could do that, that I wrote down and they came out of that IT Pro conference in New Orleans. The, the biggest one is I think that you should create some white papers that you can use for marketing material. Create some lunch and learn seminars for your clients and your prospects. And the, the topic of the white papers, the topic of the lunch and learn, first of all, just cloud technology. Just just intro to cloud technology. How do we uh, how do we choose these things? What is it? Where does it live? How is it different from my server? What's on site? What's not on site? What does it cost? There's there's so much that your clients have questions about, 
and even if it's pretty straightforward and you think you kind of got it nailed, uh, or even if you're only doing hosted exchange and hosted backup, um, maybe doing a, a BDR to the cloud or something, um, you know, just explain to them what you do offer. You know, just say this is this is the state of where cloud technology is today. I feel comfortable selling you these services, and it's uh, priced a little bit differently, and we do it month to month, and it takes your operating expenses out and replaces them. I mean, it takes out your capital expenditures out and replaces them with operating expenditures. Another topic for these would be cloud security, just sort of generically uh, things that they can do, specific things that you would do if you uh, had them as clients. Uh, delegation of trust, which, again, if you're not really familiar with the specifics of that, you know, do some reading, figure out what that's about. But tell your clients. I mean, once you have these topics in place, really, you talk about cloud security and what is the cloud and delegation of trust and how to choose secure services, the client is going to look to you and say, okay, clearly this person knows what they're doing. So when they decide that they need a solution, you're the one they go to. It's It's really... As simple as that, you don't have to make it a sales pitch, just make it an educational pitch. But, you know, you're the person in front of the room, so you're the expert. Another topic would be BYOD, bring your own device, which is the new super cool buzzword, uh, which simply means that, you know, we're in this era where, man, it's getting really hard to have clients say, you cannot have a laptop, you cannot bring your own device, you can't have you can't bring your iPod, you can't bring your iPad, you can't bring your slate, you can't bring your phone and hook it up to our network. More and more, that's the way people are doing computing. More and more, these independent uh, devices are the way that we connect up to the network. So it's hard to keep that out. So the whole bring your own device is a new layer of security and concerns, and uh, it needs some policies. And, you know, one of the things that's come out recently is how incredibly insecure the Droid platform is. And, um, you know, Dana Epp did a presentation at this conference about, you know, how easy it is to, to hack some information out of those things and get secure, uh, what you think is secure data. So um, BYOD would be something I would add to one of these things. And that's not a term that your, your clients are going to know until you tell them about it, but they'll get the concept because they live in an environment where people are constantly bringing in their own stuff. Uh, and, and finally, I guess the thing I would do would be on moving to a mixed environment. You know, we, 10 years ago, almost all of us were running pure Windows servers, Windows desktops, so forth. And now, you know, we do have uh, iPads all over the place, iPhones coming in. We, some people have uh, Linux servers. You know, there's there's all kinds of stuff showing up all by itself. and so how do you move to that mixed environment? How do you keep it secure? Uh, what is a mixed environment and what are the challenges for it? Again, it's one of those things where it makes a perfect white paper because, you know, think about something where you say, you know, kind of like think about how Robin Robbins would write this letter, right? <laughs> that, that, you know, okay, here are the seven reasons you need to or, or the seven things you need to make sure your IT consultant does if you're moving to a non-Windows environment or a mixed environment. And then you go tick, 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 guess what? All seven happen to be things that you do very well, you know. Stuff like that works really great. So that was New Orleans. Sunday morning I flew from New Orleans to Orlando for the Autotask Conference. Now, the Autotask Conference is tool-specific in the sense that it's all about, you know, I mean, sort of centered around the Autotask 
uh, service, but uh, there's also a lot of best practices, and uh, obviously the vendors are people who want to work together with Autotask, plug into Autotask, use their APIs, that kind of stuff. But it's really the same vendors that we see at other conferences, and so you still get another opportunity to touch them and to find out what's new in their space, what products are they offering, that kind of stuff. This uh, conference, actually both of those conferences had some international members. Autotask had quite a few people from the international community as they now have some sales reps in other countries and um, you know they're really putting a big international spin to some things. Some people went from New Orleans, Louisiana, they went from NOLA to Orlando and you know kind of a handful of us went from one conference to the other and so we we had a little bit of continuity on our own as we you know left on Saturday or Sunday and then we all gathered again on Sunday and uh you know had had another meal together in another city and then uh, you know it's kind of nice to see that community there and and then connecting with a completely different community one of the things i love about the SMB space is that there are these different circles of people who sometimes they go to two conferences or three conferences or whatever, but uh, you see them in different circles all the time. So some of my uh, my good friends were there that I hadn't seen in a long time, so it was very nice to connect up with them. Interestingly enough, Orlando was a pretty crowded city this week because LabTech, I, th I think they started the next day, um, but LabTech was having their show across town. And TechEd North America was having their show across town. So when I finished Autotask in Orlando, I drove down the street and, and went to the TechEd North America conference. And that's more of a, a kind of an enterprise sort of operation. But um, I haven't seen an independent verification of this, but my understanding is that they had about 7,000 attendees. And, of course, it's in a gargantuan uh, convention center with a huge floor. Um, what I participated in uh, was the uh, birds of a feather sessions, and these are sessions where basically partners talk to partners and um, do some education. And really, again, it's a conversation. So I monitored uh, or moderated a few of these events, and Rayanne Buccianico was there, and she kind of coordinated all of the birds of a feather events. Scott Cayouette was there, and Scott has been very active in the organization called GITCA, G-I-T-C-A, which is uh, something created a little while back by Microsoft to help work with the user groups. And um, that organization has sort of moved on its own, and it's independent now. And so Microsoft is going to have some other programs to take its place, but Rayanne and Scott are very active in the Birds of a Feather sessions. For the show itself, there were uh, a few pieces of pretty cool technology. My favorite by far was a laptop being demoed by Intel that has, you know, the gyro tool built into it. So like a slate, you, when you move it, it can react to that physically. So you can do your programming for a handheld program, handheld device, on this laptop and then when you run the code to test it, you don't have to move it to another device. You can literally just run it on the laptop and then proceed to move it and twist it and turn it, and it's got a multi-touch screen, and you can test how that um, will work 
uh, right there, you know, on the same machine that you just wrote the code on. So you could literally, you could be on an airplane and not be connected to anything and no Wi-Fi and, you know, all your devices turned, you know, so there's no signals generated and you'd be able to test that code. So I thought that was pretty cool. Also at the show, for the first time, I saw the big logo that actually said, in real life with my own eyes, Server 2012. I talked to three engineers there who nobody would give me a firm date, but they, they all were like, you know, hinting very heavily, well, you know, just uh, think in your mind when does Microsoft love to put out new operating systems, make new major releases. And so basically October and November you can expect that Server 2012 will be shipping and live. And my assumption is, although they obviously didn't say anything, is that the Windows 8 will be in the same time frame. So, uh, but it was it was very cool. They had a huge, huge uh, area dedicated completely to Server 2012 and you know solutions for this and solutions for that. So it was pretty cool. The Birds of a Feather events that I ran, the first one was on work-life balance, sort of you know taking a couple of pages out of my Relax, Focus, Succeed book and using it to begin a discussion. And wow, that that room was packed with 100 people, plus people coming in remotely online. And these folks are hungry to figure out how to have work-life balance. And, you know, somebody actually sent me an email and said, man, um, isn't it amazing how many of us know that we need work-life balance, know that we're not getting it, and... You know, we we actually have health issues related to it, and um, and it's absolutely correct uh, that they cut off registration for that event when in, they realized that it had suddenly popped to 162% of capacity for the room. So, uh, very very uh, sought after topic, and um, I'm sure that we'll be doing more of that in this space, just because Microsoft and others will see that there's really a need for it, and that the, the people who need it realize that they needed. My other presentation was kind of interesting for this space. It was on publishing. And there were um, several authors there and several publishers there who were very active in the conversation. So that turned out to be a very cool thing. There were, uh, other than myself, there were three authors who spoke up and, and presented, you know, here's my experience of getting published in the IT space. And there were four people from uh, the publishing community, including some folks from O'Reilly, folks from Wiley, folks from Microsoft Press. And so you really had a sense of, you know, oh, well, Carl's perspective is this, and Microsoft's perspective is this, and Wiley's perspective is this, and O'Reilly's perspective is that. You really got a sense of, you know what, if you want to get published, here's some things that, that work, here's some things that don't work, uh, here's some different views, because in my case, obviously, I'm self-published, so... The, um, you know, obviously the perspective is different from somebody who's trying to make a living popping out these books and, um, you know, they want to sell seven to 10,000 copies in order to make it worth their while to publish a book. I don't have to sell anywhere near that. You know, I just need enough to pay my rent and feed the cats, right? But uh, there's probably 40 people in the room total. So it was kind of nice because the, the, the publishers got a sense of, that there really is a demand in this community to figure out how can I get published and how can I have access. And they were very accessible to the people who were there. So that was pretty cool. Uh, again, a, a note on the community. I was walking down the hall in this you know, room full of 7,000 people, and um, 
ran into Jerry Katavas from ASCII. And so he's not, you know, he's just got a day pass. He wasn't there to do presentations. He wasn't there as a vendor. He just came to see what's new. In fact, his first question to me was, so have you seen anything here that's new that would be useful to my members, which is one of the reasons I love Jerry and, it's, you know, one of the reasons I love ASCII is that when they, um, you know, they find something that uh, is good for their members, they seek that out and try to figure out, okay, is this something we could wrap into our regular membership fee or is it something that we could offer for a separate price, whatever. Um, a lot of times what ASCII does is they will, they will find something like insurance or whatever and they will negotiate the absolute cheapest price you get anywhere and essentially get a guarantee from uh, folks of that, that they're not going to be able to, you know, their clients will not be able to find it cheaper somewhere else. So anyway, so Jeremy's there kind of wandering around, and uh, we probably spent half an hour just uh, BSing. And um, and then we ran into uh, Thomas Dawkins from Microsoft Technical Communities, and he had been working with a lot of the user groups in a program that Microsoft is going to be phasing out um, in the new fiscal year, and they're going to replace it with something called Microsoft Technical Communities, and I believe the website is MicrosoftTechnicalCommunities.com, or maybe it's just TechnicalCommunities.com. Anyway, so Scott Cayouette and Jerry uh, Katavis and Thomas Dawkins and I just all <laughs> sat on a couch, and, you know, we talked for about half an hour, and then I did do a podcast with uh, Thomas, and so I've recorded that, and I'm going to have that up at Cloud Services Roundtable or I think it's SMB Community Podcast. Those both go to the same place right now. So uh, I will have a, a podcast up on that as soon as I get a little bit of sleep. But it's kind of interesting what Microsoft is going to be doing with the IT Pro communities. They're going to figure out some new ways to get some funding. A lot of that will be product specific. So, for example, they'll have a, a program that, hey, you know what? If your group wants to participate in the launch of this product, Here's kind of what we've got planned, but you can also put together your own proposal. We're going to get some money from the server team or the SQL team or whoever it is that's got the product, and then, uh, you know, we will put that forth, and members or uh, user groups can apply for those funds and see what they can get. He does work with groups who are in products other than SBS and in products other than the small business space. So, you know, again, SQL and server and pretty much all of the, the groups that are out there, he wants to participate in them. So that's kind of a cool thing, and, and he's a nice guy to uh, keep track of. So I encourage you, once it's posted, you know, keep, you know, keep an eye on my blog and at the Cloud Services Roundtable and smallbizthoughts.com. And when I post something up, you'll, you'll see that interview with Thomas Dawkins. And again, you know, with community, seeing Ray Ann and, and my brother Manuel, who's doing coaching now in Florida, um, Kevin Weilbacher was there. He's one of the MVPs and was uh, running a lot of the – in fact, I think he kicked off. He ran the first Birds of a Feather um, presentation or, um, you know, discussion. And, of course, Scott and, and a handful of new people that I had – some I'd, I'd heard of before but hadn't met and some who were totally new to me. And it was just, you know, it's fun. Again, some of the people who were at the Autotask conference drove across town and attended the um, – TechEd conference, and even though TechEd much more enterprise than what we're used to, there's still a lot of really great stuff there. So um, anyway, that's that's how I spent the last you know eight days, and I just think that it's really it's um, it's good to get involved in the community, and I think that 
for all the folks who are saying, you know, I'm just hoping this recession is going to get over pretty soon, there is a lot of innovation going on in our space. There's a lot of change coming in our space. And so, you know, I really encourage you, whether it's a regional event or whatever, please try to attend some of these events. Meet the people who are there. Uh, don't just sit on the, in the last row, but, you know, shake hands with people and get to know people and, and participate in these things because it's, it's really pretty cool. So now um, I, I do have one more announcement, but I want to just see if there's anybody who's got a, a question out there. We don't have a, a kickoff question today. So if there's anybody out there who would like to ask a question, you can put it in the Q&A section or, um, to be honest, if you wanted to send me an email at carlp at greatlittlebook.com, I will be happy to uh, you know, take a look at it and see if we can answer it online. I do want to let you know that, uh, unfortunately, I have an announcement that we will be um, putting an end to the Free Day Friday. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we have to stop these Free Day Friday seminars. If you know me, you know that I'm always trying new things. Um, but, you know, on the other side of that coin, I also need to stop doing things when they are not producing the, re the result that I need. I recently announced that I'm going to stop putting out the Promotion Monkey newsletter, and I'm going to try to focus more on Relax, Focus, Succeed, and some things that are more specific to my big-time, long-term goals uh, personally and with regard to the community. So that was the first of, of several announcements that I'm going to make and some changes I'm going to make. Canceling the Free Day Friday is the second uh, announcement so, you know, it's funny. I get questions all the time. People email me all the time. So I thought, you know, I'm going to put this out there and give people an opportunity to ask me questions and see how it flows. And um, first couple, you know, we got a few emails and we got actually a fair number of people registering online. And um, then it just, just diminished after that. So for whatever reason, it didn't take off. And so, you know, attendance has been very low and participation has been very low. And I want to provide value to people. I want to put, provide information that's useful. But I also need to feel like I'm making enough of an impact to make it worth my while. I don't mind giving away my time for free. And if you know anything about me and my participation over the last, whatever, seven or eight years, I give all kinds of time away for free and all kinds of advice away for free. But it's really, you know, there has to be something that gives me some positive feedback in a sense that I'm actually contributing something that makes a difference. And um, unfortunately, the Free Day Friday broadcasts have not um, had that impact. So as a result, I'm going to refocus my energy to other endeavors. I want to say thank you to everyone who did participate. I love this community, and trust me, I'm not going anywhere. We're just not going to be doing this specific thing anymore. That's it. I, I want to thank the people who did participate in the, the first few shows. And so this will be our last Free Day Friday broadcast. Uh, I, I do thank you for participating, and I encourage you to check out my blog at smallbizthoughts.com and uh, see what we've got going on there. In the meantime, I will see you on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and smallbizthoughts.com. Thank you for joining us today.